Crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yagara and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Zane here. We are putting on a creative networking event on the 25th of September at Visible Link Youth Hub. Head to the Facebook page to crash site to get your free ticket. Come and be a part of our week 10 podcast. That's the 25th of September at the Visible Link Youth Hub in the Fortitude Valley. <laughs> Just like that, <laughs> the podcast begins. <laughs> so, it's wait, begun you, again. Wait, wait has it? it actually begun? We need a clap set. Wait, do you need something to put your laptop on? Yeah, because your laptop's yeah. in shop, bro. I'll put it here, bro. <laughs> okay, bro. All right, ship roof. Should we hit to the pub after? The- oh, my accent's we- fucked. <laughs> 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 I got like one in. I was like, nah, we're gone. Oh, long just like ways. That. A long ways. Alright. What time stopwatch we need? So, my brain is a bit of a tofu scramble. <laughs> oh, a bit of jelly. A bit of jelly. bit of thick. Vegan shout out was that? It was. <laughs> it was. For our vegan listeners. You know, you know. <laughs> is that a least direct for our vegan listeners? Yeah, we gotta do something. Wait, talk about talk about veganism. How about our interesting conversation last night about pig milk? Yeah. Okay. Here is a crazy. Excuse me. No, no, Uh, no, no. I want to flag the fact that I was not a part of this conversation. Wait, you didn't have to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I was going for a side. Oh, but it. Jit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting away from this one. Pig's milk. Here's a question to you, our, our favourite listeners. Um, why is it that cow milk is our base, our base norm, right? When pig milk is also an alternative. In fact, I found an article um, that I read. Uh, of course, I read it. Um, I found an article that, that had a farmer who was explaining that pig milk is actually a lot healthier. It's got a lot of healthy fats in it. It's a little bit more watery, yeah. Um, but it is it is a great alternative. It, it tastes a little bit more gamey, a bit more like goat's milk. Um, but my question was, why don't we? Why yeah? Why no more pigs? <laughs> my so, question was, why? <laughs> my question was why? <laughs> like, <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. So the, I, it was like, <laughs> here are five reasons why we don't drink pigs milk, and all of them were just practicalities <laughs> that the pigs need to be on their side, <laughs> and that and that pigs just don't produce as much milk. So really, but we drink almond milk, and almonds don't produce. That I know. Much no, milk. that's what I was thinking. Almonds, almonds don't lay on their <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do. They have to be balanced yeah. on that little pointy nubby bit. <laughs> yeah. And then it trickles through a sieve. Yeah, you have to train for years. You have to go to university and train how to balance almonds. It's a very difficult craft. Yeah. One of the only real crafts <laughs> left. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah. Just to clarify, this isn't a dig at veganism. But No, not at all. Is... No, no, just to be very clear. I was. We were just interested in why pig milk wasn't wasn't a norm. Thing. It think, wasn't so um, much a dig at veganism so much as a dig at the dairy industry and yeah. as to why it's like yeah. wholly 
producing milk from just one animal when there's multiple options out there. Mm. Yeah. Or well, the other options just aren't, you know, a norm, you know, like goat's milk is the thing. Huh. I think sheep's milk might be a thing too. Like you have sheep's milk cheese, but I don't know if I'd like to drink sheep's that milk. That was our <laughs> joke. Yeah. I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but... but <laughs> you flag a... it now, it's like, oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about, ordering a coffee. And then, you know, you just say, you don't say oat milk <laughs> or soy milk, you just say, I'll have a latte on soy. Yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> what if someone comes up? I say with milk. With milk? <laughs> I get a coffee with milk? Yeah. I say, uh, can I say, can I have a cappuccino <laughs> with lactose free milk? I just say, you say that. You say that's Here's what's going on. Uh, just so, just so you can get an idea of what's happening right now. They started, they started going to tell this joke, oh. and I've, I've got the universal cube that cut that joke. Now it took me a little while to realize what the joke was, and yeah, then I've immediately was, gone, not podcast Not appropriate. Not, not a, no, no. That's why it, I was setting yeah. up for so long. I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you for that. It's good to and know. And that's that, my yeah. main job in Crash Site is making sure that all the shit jokes get... never make it to air. No, no, just get filtered by a name comments about my life, <laughs> <laughs> like how I order my coffee. That's awesome. So let's let's do a bit of a role play. So so I'm I'm the barista, and yeah. then you order your coffee. So well, what am I? You're the milk. You're the milk. So I'll shake you up. And what a tall glass of milk you are. <laughs> okay, so um, so it's it's a lovely. It's a Monday morning. The sun sort of just peering through. It's sort of seven a.m. So we've just opened. We open at six thirty. I've been cooking. What the fuck am I doing there at seven? <laughs> because you've got a meeting. You've got a very important meeting to go to. <laughs> okay. With you, with the with with the man. <laughs> the man. Um, yeah, and and I'm I've also got a very important meeting, and that meeting is with you to make your coffee. So yes. But you've come in that so many times, so I know that your name is 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 Billy Jean. That's the milk frothing in the background. I'm already. I knew you were coming, so I'm I'm doing it. You're doing it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm frothing the milk in preparation, but. Because I think I know what you're gonna order. Because you normally get the, but today you order something different. Hey, hey, Billy Jean, how are you today? Hey, Jean. I'm also just Jean. <laughs> Everyone in this, in this reality is is a version of Billy <laughs> or Jean. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You're unique because you are Billy Jean. Uh, because in this universe, Michael Jackson took off so wildly. <laughs> <laughs> that they've renamed everyone. There was a whole new generation that has now made its way to the top of the world. <laughs> the world's changed. Hey, it's me, it's milk. Oh, I haven't even ordered anything in we the milk. We you spilled oh, the no. milk on the bed. I've, I've spilt the milk. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I spilled your milk. No point crying. <laughs> That was a good one. Okay, but, let's pull it in, folks. Keep wait, going. Close it up. We'll, we'll close it up. Tarek, do you want to order your milk? I love, I love Zane's like, wrap it up, guys. Zane's just been laying on the floor pretending to be milk, interrupting our conversation. Yeah, for my we were trying to get to the bit and you were just... I'm impatient. Anyway, everyone's right. Billy Jean. I've got Jean. a shelf life. Milk, milk, right? Give, give me a second or I'll put you straight actually, back into the pig. Actually, uh, I drink lactose-free milk, so you wouldn't really have a shelf life. That stuff kind of lasts forever, especially Zimmer. So, so what kind of milk would you like? What, what kind of coffee would you like today, Billy Jean? Hi, hi Jean. Hi, Jean. Nice hey, jeans. Jean. Um, I'd like to order um, a cup of la- lactose-free milk with side 
Chino. Thanks. A, a, a Not your chino. chinos, a cappuccino. <laughs> hey, Thanks. A, 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 I'm going for an internship meeting to be the next comedic writer. Awesome. Well, let me just get my friend to make it, Billy the Kid. <laughs> we wipe the scene and we start the podcast here. Welcome back to episode seven. seven. Got it right this time. Um, I have an idea for a future episode that we talk about coffee culture and the detriments of certain things and why I'm so passionate about actually like good coffee and supporting farmers. Just wanted to say that. But today's episode... Just generic farmers. We just... Not the coffee farmers. Generic farmers. Farmers, farmers. Yeah. yeah. Today's about promoting yourself as an artist. I'll repeat that because I rushed over it. Promoting yourself as an artist. I like I like it more as promoting the self. The elusive <laughs> self. Thy self. We, yeah, yeah, thine promoting self. Thyself. In thine own eyes. Um, challenges, perks, and tips. Uh thought we'll jump into like an overview of the various social media platforms that exist in our current era which will be listed on the screen now i didn't know about that one that's yeah, a great one that one's new thanks for putting that, that, that new. yeah that's a new yeah. one you, that one went so quiet so quick i didn't even get the time to read it i know That, that was awesome. I'm glad that we updated everyone on yeah. things they probably already knew. Because, you um, know, since <clears throat> consistency, you know, Instagram, off the radar, you know, these days, you know, we really, there's a new market for, for new social media platforms, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm not fully sure where you're going with that, but no. I think you're trying to tie in the last week's episode where we said we took down Instagram, but we yeah. never fully established that as a bit because we kind of derailed. So we've also derailed, but we're going to jump right back on the rails, and I think, why yep. don't we talk about our, why don't we start off with a base platform of what we were doing earlier today? Mm. Yes. Shall we? Yeah, because yeah. we were talking a lot about uh, social media, and we were talking a lot about branding and what we're trying to do with the craft site, and where I guess young artists and creatives sort of fit into the landscape, and how media and and content sort of fit into that. Um, I guess I can kind of spiel off a little bit of what we were doing. We've kind of really been thinking about. As emerging artists and young creators and people who want to be creating a lot of things and having an impact in the world and having a voice and creating space for community, we've realized that a lot of the in-person events and experiences and creative projects we've been working on just don't scale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real sustainable financial model and there's a real like limit to how accessible you can make a work. And so what we've really tried to shift around is we're really looking to commit um, to content creation and utilizing social media and media platforms to build our own platform, to build a platform that is the craft site that becomes a place where creators can collide, a space where creators can come reflect and have long form conversations like this, where we can take lessons from our own lives and share them as a way of insight and inspiration, but also as a way where we can empower one another and learn from one another so that we can all sort of I guess, like, re- reach further together. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of where we're looking to align our mission moving forward. But what that kind of means is we actually have to overcome a lot of our hes- our own hesitancies and, I guess, insecurities with social media, which I think we've all flagged as mm. we've kind of, in a way, we're kind of in this weird cusp of 
growing up with social media, but also I don't think any of us have really ever taken it like seriously in a sense. No, I don't think any of us have kind of fallen down that rabbit hole or life decision of being seriously committed to social media, you know, because there's people in our generation and below, there's people who are seriously committed to social media, you know, it plays a really large part of their career, of their social life, of like how they connect with their family and friends. And I don't, I think for us, we've done it in different ways and it's been maybe more of a limitation on social media. I think you know, we kind of also, our age group did grow up in a little bit of the era of like, you know, whatever you put online, you can't take back. And I feel like even that mantra shifted a lot mm. um, for Gen Z. And yeah, I think we've got a slightly different relationship than a lot of people who are on social media all, all the time and are large influences on it. So even just following our journey <laughs> into figuring out how to utilize the platforms, yeah. you know, how to um, have a really clear brand identity, how to mm -hmm. differentiate between you as a person and then you as a person on social media. Because are they the same thing or is there a level of performativity to it? Um, especially mm. when you're talking about target markets and mm. making X amount of money and it being a part of your business, you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of great points there. Um, I found it interesting as well, is because I feel like for the age that we are, like twenty four, I think we're all twenty four. No. Nope. Or so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But we well, don't even know our ages. Very late, late nineties. Born in the late nineties, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Sorry. We're on the cusp of like we grew up with technology, and I feel like the. I mean, okay, this. Is just such a myopic vision is because it's like, oh, I grew up with this technology and I've just realized that each age group and generation has their own evolution with technology, right? It's all like very sort of segmented. My understanding of it and how I grew up was, was it wasn't a thing and then it became more of a thing and it became more accessible and there are more things that have moved online since I was growing up. Um, so it's interesting that you were saying taking it seriously because I've never taken it seriously because it's always been a, a, a secondary thing, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, I like... I'm... Yeah, no, for me, it was like, it was around in mm. primary school and stuff. And then it was like, oh, it was maybe how you talk to your friends and stuff like that. And then it was like Instagram came and then things got like real. And mm. it was like, it was a bit of a joke and people were kind of making money out of it, but they weren't. And mm. then... YouTube really kicked off and then it got real, real, real. And then now we're here and I'm like, what happened? Mm. Well, I feel like, I feel like there's so many different phases. I think we were kind of at that interesting moment is what we're kind of getting to yeah. is where, where we watched it come about. And I remember like everyone signing up for Facebook and it being this big thing. And, and having then, to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Having to lie. Cause you had to be to, like, like, you had to be on, you like, know, like 17 or something. It was like 13. Like, I remember it was like 13. You had to be oh, 13. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was so excited to turn 13. So I could, like, actually. <laughs> oh, I just lied in the pants. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then you, like, parents. you just add random people because you want to have the most friends. And then yes. you do that thing, like, like for a like. Yeah. Remember that? Like, like, and, and you'd, I remember, like, planning out when I'd do a like for a like or a like for a TBH. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah, to and, be and, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And you try and you try and get like your crush. You'd hope they'd like it, so you can give them a hint that you're kind of into them and see if. And then you'd get to scroll through yours and you'd see, oh, someone I like has put a like for it to be. Maybe they'll <laughs> tell me they like me here, you know. And it, and it was, I, I think there was this whole sort of like performativity around it. But I found for me, like, it, it became quite anxiety-inducing. Like, yeah. it, it became, like, a lot of, like, I don't know actually how I'm meant to communicate who I am or, like, how I exist in the world on social media. And it was very much something that I went, actually, this doesn't seem to help me in any way and I and I don't really enjoy it, so I'm not going to put stuff out there. And I'm just going to focus on my, like, real-life experiences. But I think there's been a real shift, like, in the past couple of years where it's like, well, actually, that they can be such incredible platforms for you to actually have an impact and have a voice and bring people together. And I think as creatives, it's like, if you don't have a, a digital presence, then, like, do you... Like, the question really is, like, do you actually exist? Yeah. You know, like, because it's everyone looks you up. Like, even when you apply for jobs, like, your LinkedIn portfolio, your mm. Instagram, like, people are going to see the work you've done and, and who you are online. Like, that persona is almost just as valid in some ways probably like more people's first contact with you than you as a real person and i mm-hmm. think that in a lot of ways is a scary thing but i think there's a lot of opportunities there and i think it's really going well how do you actually go about it in a very deliberate way and i think mm. maybe that's where we're trying to come at it from is be very deliberate with how we use it and think very critically about okay like how would we go about using social media as a tool to like build a community of, of creatives and have deep you know, intimate, vulnerable conversations with another and build a space and a platform for us to connect and create with one another and collaborate longer term. But mm. also then, where does authenticity live there? And, you know, how do we be authentic and sort of like, you know, mess up and, and say silly things and have jokes that we sort of start and they don't really work out, you know, rather than editing it all out and, you know, putting filters over us, but actually going like, hey, like, what if we actually created a space? Like, we built a platform that has core values that actually exist beyond these platforms and we sort of like commit to this idea of like oh what would it look like to be authentic Mm. um but i think also like what that demands from us is a sense of like security and self yeah because there is a vulnerability that happens like self-security yeah Mm. yeah like security systems like we need to employ some serious security systems (laughs) i was like is that a bit I know I couldn't quite tell if you were trying to start a bit there, and I was that's, like, "Well, we'll just roll with it." That's the, that sarcasm thing I have was I just can't tell sometimes. Yeah, character being sarcastic. Like I don't spoken. know if it's just. <laughs> was that the reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from insane. Last night, I, I'm sorry I brought this up, and now I have to derail. <laughs> They, they would say it was mentioning that uh, he, sometimes he can't tell, you know, if someone's pretending that they're oh. choking or if someone's oh, really Well, not choking. pretending, How? but like, like different How degrees. How often are people choking around you? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. okay. I, I'll try to be concise about this, but you know when someone's swallowed the wrong way and it's like, it's okay, it's bad. But it, it's not life-threatening. Yeah, yeah. But there's a very, like, small line between... Okay, I'm committing to the Heimlich maneuver and yeah. trying to save. Like this they person. need help. Like they need. Like they're choking. Yeah. And they'll get through it. They just need to like drink a bit of water and just like suffer through this thing for like a minute. Yeah. yeah. Just happens to me a lot. 
So, and then you, you started the... And then, and then while we're having that conversation, I pretended to choke. But I, but I took it beyond the, the extent of a normal pretending to choke. Like, Did you choke choke? Well, I, no, no. Well, so it's like, it's like usually if you're making a bit about choking, you sort of go for 30 seconds and you realise, yeah, no one's really going to believe me. But I went, oh, I went two minutes, you know, it was, it was a couple of minutes. Like I was like, no, no, I'm serious. I need help. Zane, this isn't a joke. And then Zane like sort of like came over all of a sudden. And then I was like, I'm just kidding, man. Um, and then we moved on. But, but I think... And, Jen, but and I moved move, out. But you didn't move on because now we're here now talking we're... about it again. And, and now this is a valuable piece of content. You know, an insight into our yeah. real lives. So, yeah, yeah. you know, authentically representing ourselves is sort of, I guess, Authentically the representing a lie that yeah. you told Zane yeah. blatantly yeah. Okay. about you. The next station is closed from major upgrade. Can we rip off that, right? I struggle with... Like, what does authenticity look like online? And this is where I'm heading with this is, is there's a video I watched by Asia Orlando on YouTube. I'll link the video. And it's, she goes through her experience as a visual artist through different social media platforms. And I have five questions which I answered through watching the video just from my own experience on strategy for each platform what type of content do you produce on each platform? What are each platform's limitations? What is the target market to go for on each platform? And what are some perks of the platform? I've never thought I'd ever say platforms. Platforms one, two, and three, four. That many times. Yeah, yeah. Unless you worked at a train station. Yeah. Customers are advised. Get off the platform now. <laughs> the train's about to arrive yeah. on the platform. <laughs> the train now. <laughs> That's something that happened to my mum once upon a time. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on. That's a bit. Um, but back to the original question I had was, yep. yeah, how, how does authenticity translate and, you know, maybe pick a platform, give an example or give some pointers. Are there experiences that you've had trying to convey authentically? Look, I, I mean, I jump, I jump them too. Like, I think I, I'd be interested in putting a comparison between Instagram and YouTube, mm. right? Is I feel like the platform that I probably consume the most content, especially more now, now that we've started like really thinking about us producing some content online. That's one I've always thought about is YouTube, right? And I think what what's powerful about YouTube is there's the potential for long form content, right? So there's the potential for people to be creating things and, and, and like, like short films to be produced on there. And, and even if they're not like short film in the original sense, but it's like someone speaking to camera and providing advice, you know, there's a lot of self-help stuff, but it kind of then can be edited in a very creative way. Um, and there's this idea of a brand that's built on more longer form, interactive, like interesting content mm. that's trying to keep you there watching something like longer form. Mm. Um, I find that quite engaging because it feels a little bit more creative and artistic and, and I think I naturally lean towards that longer form stuff but I've always been so scared of that because it is so like there's an extra level of vulnerability because it's like well you know you are like present sitting and, and speaking into a camera you know and, and that is a that is a whole new level whereas say like with something like Instagram um, I think my biggest issue with it is is that it does feel like so forced like I, a lot of the times I feel like I'm like, and I don't post my personal at all really. Actually, I haven't posted I like over a year. Have one. I've yeah. never known. No, I literally one. haven't posted yeah. in years because every time I keep going to do it, I go, why am I posting this? Like, who mm. am I posting this for? I know what I'm doing in my life. Like, why do I need to l let anyone else know what I'm mm. doing? Because most, well, everyone that matters to me in my life probably already knows it or I'm going to tell them about it next time we catch up. 
you know? Um, but I think in terms of like, I remember in 2020, I tried to do this like podcasty thing and sort of was trying to put some content out on mm. Instagram and I was like trying to connect with an audience, but it just felt like so, I felt like I was like performing. Like I felt like my natural instinct was to do this like hyper performative version of myself. And I think I didn't really like that. And I felt like I was kind of, because I'd seen other people do it, I kind of just felt like I was naturally like recreating like you know what what people maybe i aspired to be like we're doing whereas i think what what i'd be really interested in to moving towards now is like well what happens if we are just like super honest about it if it is is a bit messy and mumbly and you know it's not this like hyper produced thing but something that like leans into that like authentic connection mm. yeah I, I i always i mean i haven't done it so much but i think what could i post on stories on instagram <laughs> different to posts right uh, <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm you fine. Got, got I just I recently taught Zane the difference between stories because both of the boys, like Zed, doesn't use the apps for anything because he doesn't need them. He doesn't need them on his phone. They're a distraction, understandable. So he uses them in browser, right? <laughs> and Zane just has some kind of handicap. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's just I think it's just lack of use and I'm not trying to say that I'm like some kind of social media god okay I have no idea how to make half of the content people make but he's like he's taken this random photo of me editing and if you're following us on social media you'll see it he's taken this random photo of me just editing something before last week's podcast and he showed it to me he's like oh yeah you know like should I post this and I was like yeah post it on the story and then he just posts it straight to <laughs> straight to our page on Instagram and I'm like if you if you know like if you post a lot of social media and stuff you know how edited and how much time goes into making things look right especially mm. on your um timeline on Instagram so it's like it's just hilarious to me that you didn't know the difference yeah well that's a great point though of like yeah then how you can use those functions within the platform yeah based on experience but I was thinking, I, I had this idea of what if I just did a quick video, I, I was in the moment, I was like, I just want to check in with myself. But I was like, how can I do this and like make it so that someone who watches it feels, has a better day because of it. And I was thinking, you know, just feel myself in the sun, like, isn't it a beautiful day? I'm grateful for these things. And then just post that. But I just didn't do it because I was like, well, I don't need to do this. I'll just, I'll just practice mm. it myself. And sometimes even those really genuine thoughts can feel contrived mm. when you're posting them on social media because there is always this element like Zed mentioned before that who are you posting it for yeah you know like as much as people have talked about when um blog pages came out and it like was while those were still becoming a thing and even like while Facebook was becoming a thing it's like are you posting this memories to look back on is it some kind of a digital public domain photo album or is it a social performance piece, you know? Mm. I think that like also leads into what platform you're using. Mm. And what we were talking about earlier is like, we want to be making content that's for us, right? So I think if you, if, if the purpose is there and you forget about all these social feelings because we are social beings and this is a, a platform in which like is the means to connect and communicate to people. It's like try to break down that barrier and just, just, just start posting stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, I feel like the other thing is I, I think inevitably we're going to get better at doing that the more we do it. 
right? You're like, we're going to learn what works and what we feel like resonates. But, but then my initial instinct was like, well, what if we actually tried that moving mm. forward? Like, what if we started posting our stories and like check in from each of us? Because yeah. also we don't necessarily see each other every day and get enough time to check in. So this ability to go like, like, here's one thing that I've been thinking about. I read this article that's really interesting. It's got me thinking about this. Like, mm. this is where my head's at at the moment. And I think it's a really interesting thing for creatives or like, you know, or just where I'm at in my life or I've been reflecting on a moment of the past or I'm really grateful for this. Like, I think that's really valuable and something that I yeah. think also for us to like see each other in that way and, and feel like we're connecting with one another. And I think fundamentally we've kind of decided that, you know, we want to create content that we would want to see and we would want to connect with. And I think there's something so great about, about actually connecting honestly and being like, hey, this is where I'm at or I've got this idea. You know, like, one of the biggest things to me is, like, sometimes I just have, like, these crazy ideas. I'm like, whoa. Like, what if, you know, like, how yeah. awesome would it be if we could just, like, start, like, sharing ideas more? Mm. Like, you know, because there's a lot of ideas you can't act on everything. But it's like, man, I would love to see, like, a, you know, a, a different ways of, like, solving the education system. Like, what if we just brainstorm one day, yeah. you know, like... Someone post- might have that solution, too, you know? And, exactly. And then act on it. Yeah, and Why be inspired by this and then and piece these bits together. It's mm. like... Like, completely sort of, like, taking away the hierarchy or this need for it to be anything, but actually going, like, well, how could we go about this and actually try and translate our everyday lives into something that is 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 a document for us, but also as a way of connecting on a deeper level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I want to go back to a point about long form, just as, like, a very practical tip. Like, what do you think long form is in terms of duration? They say that, well, they say different, that everyone says something different. They say. (laughs) You guys wouldn't know, would you? (laughs) The social media police. Also, we didn't edit out that swear word. I just, (laughs) I just censored myself live. (laughs) Live censoring. Live censorship. The best kind of censorship. Um, But they normally, (laughs) It has been said <laughs> that <laughs> three to ten minutes on um, Instagram can be oh. quite good. Um, reels are back now, so Vine was a really big thing, and that was down to 60 seconds. TikTok is 60 seconds as well, same with reels. And if you want to post a video just on the Instagram on your Instagram timeline, that's got to be 60 seconds. And that's it, okay? We'll only show you a snippet, but IGTV gives you an option to make it long form content. Um, YouTube, there's a massive jump time-wise for your content to be better shown through the algorithm. So it keeps getting longer and longer and longer, but we're up to now at least 15 to 30 minutes. Your your, um, videos and your content will be favored the longer they are within the YouTube algorithm. But again, this stuff is always changing every day. You know, Facebook sways, honestly, you know, because um, TikTok's come up and that's kind of a new form for it. But I do think that the long form is still staying quite prevalent on Facebook because even if you do see TikToks reposted on Facebook, they're in like compilations, you know. So the video is still lasting at least three minutes. But I think three to 10, three to 15 is probably a sweet spot across all of them. Cool. Yeah. I think also with that is like, if you're trying to make 15, 30 minute videos, it then is like a demand on your time, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of the challenges. And then also um, the type of content that you would put in YouTube 
is from my understanding now more educational and or comedy or like series based um but that's just from my viewership but there's thought um into your production and in the investment in that in you know sharing and showing and being vulnerable as well i've found in a lot of creators and yeah um, the video was saying create content that will benefit you so it's quite in line with what we sort of uh, have been thinking lately mm. Yeah, um, I think one of the perks of the platform is, is the algorithm. I Which think, one? Uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, and I've watched videos about how to capitalize on it and there are creators that change the title and the thumbnail to see what works. I think it, I think it, yeah. can, it can help and it can hinder. Mm -hmm. Because the main issue is if you make a formula and you build your brand and all, like... You, basically your work around this one formula and you know how to film this content mm. and then the algorithm changes that messes up all of your older videos as well and mm. that's what a lot of people make their money on mm. is passive income from older videos because it's had more time to almost like mature yeah. online and garner more mm. and more views that's right so when the algorithm changes sometimes it can even do things like demonetize videos because the rules have changed and stuff like that. So there is still a level of, well, your art and your work is in a corporation's hand, mm. depending on what rules they set every time they redo the algorithm. Mm. You know? Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from that. That's really cool. I, yeah, I guess um, I've never really tried producing stuff on YouTube as well. So... I imagine it, it could be very different to actually, you know. I pretty much only watch YouTube growing up. Mm. I remember I used to like lay in my bed with this shitty, <laughs> I say shitty is such a first world shitty thing, a shitty iPod touch. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but like, I would lay in my bed with this terrible internet connection and I would watch um, Ray Terrific. William Johnson. Terrific. Videos. Mm. Uh, hey, equals, I three? equals three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was. <laughs> Hey guys, he formed. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was so politically inappropriate, but it was great fun back in the days. <laughs> yeah, that's always, yeah, all those things oh, were fun yeah. back in the days. <laughs> I'm not condoning it, I'm just saying it was relevant to popular culture at the time. Yeah. But yeah, I would yeah. wait for like 20 minutes just picking my iPod up and putting it down to watch a five minute video. Right, because it was just so much oh, more. I and that was probably yeah, and that's probably the same amount of time as ads and stuff watching oh, mainstream yeah. TV. But I just in my brain somehow I was like, I'm saving time because <laughs> I'm not watching ads. And I remember I'd put it down and I'd lay in bed and I'd be like, patience, patience, patience. Teaching you valuable life skills. That's what it's about. <laughs> and then you ran out of home internet. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would always, I would always use up our family plan internet. Everyone's phones were connected at one stage. Bad choice. Bad yeah. choice. And we did have three gigs between four people. Yep, they were the good old days. <laughs> yeah. And then people that listen probably be like, ah, oh, good old dial up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. that stuff, all that jazz. <laughs> Been all before that jazz. our time. Instagram. Oh, I had dial up. You had dial up. Yeah. <laughs> Am I like when I was little? Yeah. Like I don't ever remember it. Is that the one where it's like... I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember we had a computer that you'd, you'd turn it on and you'd have... You'd like... I remember I'd... Because I, I'd play like PC games. <laughs> you know, I'd have... <laughs> like, I'd, yeah, on, I'd have like... I'd have like Shrek. 
like <laughs> some weird Shrek game and like the wild thornberries. Like yeah. that my, my dad would like come home from work and he'd like surprise me with these like games. And um, I had this Robin Hood game that was good too. Um, <laughs> but you'd like turn the computer on and then you'd, you'd just walk around the house and go do something else. Yeah. Because it would take like 25 minutes for it to go like... Imagine if they implemented that again. Like imagine if some kind of law passed yeah. and they were like, kids are on the computers too much mm. and your Xbox just took like... <laughs> So you'd have people raging. (laughs) (laughs) But the level the level of like entitlement for fast data these days is just kind of out of control. But also consumption. Like I think this is like the other side of it, right? Is like there is and I think this is like what I've kind of wrestled with a little bit is like this consumption culture. Like I've really actively tried not to be consuming a lot of content. But I'm also starting to realize, well, there's actually some really valuable content out there. And then I also went, well, actually, man, I, I do listen to, like, a ridiculous amount of podcasts. <laughs> like, you know, like, I listen to podcasts on How double many? speed. So I'm, I listen to podcasts on double speed. Um, and I, like, wake up early again. So from, so from probably, like, like 4.30 in the morning until, like, 8.30 in the morning, I've just got podcasts playing. You know, and then whenever I have gaps in the day, like, whenever I cook, like, cook dinner or make lunch or stuff, I've got my headphones and listen to podcasts. Because hmm. for me, it's, like, such a great way for me to process information and, like, get you know that kind of thing like i just it's so flexible for me yeah but um but then i was like well but that is also content like it's a great it's a different way to absorb content and then recently like doing more research into like youtube and what's going on there and also like seeing certain ways that instagram's used like they are like in a way the way you you play them in the same way as like business or any other art form it's like it's an art like it's a creative practice that you're learning to develop and like Mm. I, I think that's that's also an element of it is you're kind of like experimenting and exploring and I think taking it from that perspective I think this is more so a note for us you know because the reality is I don't think any of us really have any idea what we're talking about in realm social media like none of us really have like the experience that warrants say like our opinion being like taken as gospel in any way like Tarek I think you probably know a little bit more mm. than than us yeah but like and like like you know like I'm, I'm fairly aware like I, I know a decent amount about it but in terms of the practicalities of like operating on it I don't think we can really speak from first-hand experience but I think like this idea of looking at it as an experiment like as a creative like process and product that we produce I think is like an interesting and exciting way to look at it mm. as a way to shorten the time between idea and end product and actually yep. explore this idea of like building a routine and a plan and learning I think the biggest thing for us today like talking about like how do we like develop a skill set all of us want to get better at shooting um video and photo and writing captions and connecting with a digital audience mm. and then looking at you know how do we actually translate messages and, and things yeah. that we want to talk about into a way that is consumable and connectable for a lot more people you know and that's why we started the podcast and that's why we're now we're shifting to content and i think mm-hmm. that's what's really exciting about platforms like this is it opens up possibility especially for artists when you look at the the normal way that the arts industry operates in a lot of ways and it just it's so inaccessible there's so so many limited funds and limited abilities to actually contribute and be a part of it and even even if you do make it in the financial model sucks you know like especially in places like theater and stuff like that where it's like you know like you're, you're pretty much capped at you know not make barely making a living even if you're a professional mm. is deliberacy a word the act of being deliberate i don't know i think i feel like i feel <laughs> like oh, that's I don't what, know. like that's like a big takeaway is what i'm getting from this and is what i try to practice as well is like as a consumer and as a producer like you need to be deliberate right I think there should always be intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
also I think the beauty about certain platforms is you can choose what content you see based on what you search for and what you watch, right? And I, I like I use you know YouTube for self help. I use Instagram for education and places I want to donate. You know I use Facebook for not much really but music like gigs events or, or like events and gigs like you know? I think that's the biggest thing for yeah. Facebook it's the only reason why Facebook has been able to stay relevant because everybody knows the news feed is and just I think communication you know? you know everyone uses messenger mm, yeah it's messenger and it's the ability to have events yeah. and yeah. groups you know yeah. like which is which is super handy mm. LinkedIn right. oh yeah yeah I feel like there's a lot of potential on LinkedIn as there's an artist there's so much it's one of the fastest growing you know like, like in terms of like building a brand and having an influence right mm. But what I find is so interesting is like coming from like a US college, <laughs> like, and, and obviously that sort of experience sort of shifted coming mm. back home to Australia, but I've got all these people on LinkedIn who I went to college with, that the perspective on LinkedIn is so different in the US than it is Australia. Yeah. Like, like your LinkedIn profile was everything over there. And like wow. people are posting, like, like trying to be in LinkedIn influencers and they're like reflecting on job hiring and like your LinkedIn is... You know, because everyone's trying to like go into the corporate world and you've got these big jobs mm. and images, everything, and it's all of that. And like your LinkedIn becomes your, your resume and your bio yeah, and how people 100%. connect with you. Like it's, it's so interesting, like just mm. the different uses of that, of that. Strategy of that that can be applied to creative industries is that it's a sharing of final results. It's like a presentation or like your accolades. Uh, and it is being used for like getting clients as well because there is like quite a large business um, market on linkedin so i think I, th I feel like i said think think feel i feel like <laughs> if if you're you know if you're an artist you can stand out on that platform yeah and you can you can get some more work from it mm. yeah or especially if you're a visual artist man you know if you like knew how to make it look real pretty and then you're like oh pretty pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty but uh yeah tiktok what do we think of TikTok? It's new. I looked up stats and it's. I thought a lot more would be younger, but I think it said 41% of 16 to 24, which is a lot. Mm. But they will consume or purchase content through this platform as well. Oh, like yeah. That's a trend. Oh, yeah. It's like there's this whole hashtag going around about it. TikTok made me buy it. It's been great for e-commerce. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, but I mean, I think I think what's interesting is, is I think, uh, I guess for me, I'm more interested in the idea of of, I mean, TikTok's really interesting, and, like, I also had a play around with my aunt and I, like, created our own, like, really stupid... Can we um, share it? Yeah, yeah, It's called At The Fresh Fig um, <laughs> on TikTok. Um, and it's, like, us just doing all of these weird skits with figs. And, like, one of our things went viral. We got, like, a couple of hundred thousand views or whatever. But, and then eventually we sort of gave up because we're like, ah, oh, we're just kind of yeah. messing around, like a bit of fun. But it was really fun to be creating content and have such a, sh you know, short way to like create that content. But I think the message that I kind of got out of it is what's so interesting is, is, is technology and the way technology changes the way we create and the way we connect with one another and the way we brand ourselves. Mm. And I think if there is a takeaway that I feel like maybe we are in a position to talk about is this idea of looking at technology and how you actually, as a creative, connect with technology. Like, I'm so interested in, like, VR, AR, um, you know, like, digital spaces. Um, that area, to me, I think, is going to be, like, a massive shift moving forward. Like, social media is inevitably a massive influence, and things like TikTok have such a broad reach. Like, it's ridiculous, you know, how much influence you can have and how you can connect with so many people from being unknown to being incredibly well-known. 
Um, and I think it's something that, as the craft side, it's something we're going to want to invest in, you know, as, as, as a platform for us and look at how we can use that to create content. But I think the bigger thing is around technology. Like, where do you fit in with technology? How are you utilizing technology? Yeah. How are you looking to revolutionize? Because, like, you look at you look at the top people on YouTube, the top people on Instagram, the top people on TikTok. They're the people that got on it early. Like, it's the early movers advantage, you know. And so it's like constantly innovating and mm. and looking at new ways for you to create something new or like re refresh or renew something that already exists, mm. you know. Um, I think it was this idea I was, I was learning about the other day this idea of like what works on a lot of social platforms, this idea of connecting relatability with originality. It's like, what do you uniquely bring to this? But also then how are you using that to connect with a very relatable idea or an idea that is quite universal. And so it's the connecting of those two, which is the sweet spot. Yeah. I think there was some advice from the video I watched was to choose your favorite three that you can relate to or that resonate with you. Use each one in a slightly different way with purpose and maintain your presence. Being active and present is, is so important, I think, being you know, relevant to what's, what's going on, constantly posting, constantly updating. You know, I, th- I think like, that's, that's the thing is like, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be your, yeah, your magnum opus all the time, it's just like updates. But yeah, I think deliberacy yeah. is the word for it. Right, when yeah. if it doesn't exist, let's add it to the yeah, dictionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our sponsors, the, the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The Crash <laughs> Dictionary. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we've reached 40 minutes already. That went really quick. Yeah, there's so much more I could say, but I think we could break it down into other episodes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was like a great summary. I think, I think it's such a good thing to have conversations like this. I think also just to flag the direction that we're trying to go with the craft site. Um, and it'd be great to you know get mm. feedback as we start to do this. Is we're gonna try things. <laughs> it's my out. flag. Crash yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what you did. Tarek just did sort of like a like a little cat <laughs> kind of thing. I did that. That was my flag. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I fully read that. Maybe but like that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna work. We're gonna work Crash. on our hand signals and our uh, social media work. Um, I'm not sure what Zane's doing now, but I think it might be time to wrap up the show. <laughs> it was for video uh, viewers. It's for a bit. I was trying to like put my, like I was trying to be like a mascot with big letters out of my um, my hands. <laughs> and on that note, you've been listening to the Crash Creative Podcast, week seven. <laughs> we'll see you next week for week eight. Um, yep. We're going to have more content coming out as well. And so watch out, out for that. that episode 10.